Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Philip. And good morning, listeners. Or good afternoon. Or good night. Wherever you are. Thank you for tuning in. If you uh, arrived here by accident, we have plenty of drinks at the bar. Tip your waitress. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how to get the drinks to our listeners. But. Yes. Well, this is a show about the imagination. So, what if we could give you, boy? If we could give our listeners drinks, man, we we'd be handing them out left and right. <laughs> so, this is uh, what the if. What the if? It's a what if show. We put a the in the middle because we're spunky. We're spunky. We're outraged. Not out of rage. We're outraged. Yes, outraged at, at whatever uh, change to the universe we made that day. That's right. That's right. We we um, we take the world as it is, and we change one thing. I was going to say one little thing, but it's not always little. That's right. Sometimes it's big. Sometimes it's big, but it's only one thing. And then we watch where the dominoes fall. Everything else stays the same. And somehow from this, we, we learn actually a bit of science, a bit of real science. Yeah. I can't exactly explain why. You have to experience it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of this journey, you will have learned science. Yeah, it's a little inexplicable. But. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, if your friends ask you, what's that podcast like? You just say, look, it's in- inexplicable. Check it out, though. Yep. What the if? Also... Tell your friends whattheif.com is our website. Maybe you found us through that website. I don't know. But uh, all our episodes are there. And here's a new one, which will be on the website tonight or tomorrow. Matt, you just came back from Iceland. I did. Um, And that got me thinking. Iceland's basically just a volcano. Um, And it sits on top of what's called the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, which is where the uh, the American geological plate and the Eurasian plate meet. It's a volcano sitting on the border of two plates. Yeah, that's right. So the down the middle of the ocean, there's this ridge, which is the the place where the two continental plates bump up against each other, and they're very slowly pulling apart. The Atlantic Ocean. Has two plates. Now, for those who have no idea, are there think they may be thinking dinner plate <laughs> or armored? It's kind of like armored. I mean, there, there probably there probably are there probably are dinner plates at the bottom of the Atlantic, right <laughs> yeah. from, from the Titanic, if nothing else. But but that's not what we're talking about. Um, but rather, the uh, the surface of the Earth, the crust of the Earth, is broken up into several different plates, uh, by which we mean. Um, well, sort of large chunks of rock, and these actually float around um, on the mantle. And the, the floating is very slow, so you, you don't notice it uh, on a regular basis. But this is the explanation, uh, for instance, of why if you've ever noticed that the east coast of South America looks like it would fit into the west coast of Africa. Right. Uh, that's because once upon a time, they did, right? <laughs> So, uh, billions of years ago, they were fitting up close together. Those plates have been pushed apart um, over very long periods of time. Right. In fact, I think I can hear the construction going on outside 
of the plates being torn apart right now. Uh, this is one of the joys of life in New York. Yes, there's always the sound of construction. Right. Yeah, so the plates. So the plates drift around and where they meet, they can either be separating. So that's a place where new lava and rock is coming up and kind of pushing the plates apart. Or the plates can be sliding one under the other. Right. So where the plates slide under each other, um, the continents are coming together. And where they're being pushed apart by the lava, they're getting slowly apart. Now, might this be sort of like, you know, if you take, there's a kind of hot fudge or hot chocolate that you can pour up sauce syrup, chocolate syrup, you can pour on ice cream and then it sort of very quickly becomes like solid, which is delicious. And when you, then you could tap it with your spoon, you know, and break that hard shell. So it goes from, you pour, you pour the chocolate on and then it quickly hardens and becomes a solid shell. Mm -hmm. And you could then break that shell. Yeah. To the earth, maybe cooled and then into a hard shell and then broke. Yeah, I'm not sure about the mechanism, but but as a metaphor, I think that works quite well. Yeah, yeah. So you've got those, yeah, you've got those shells of chocolate, um, and you could, if you take two of them, you could push them apart, right? Thus, thus exposing more ice cream underneath, right? Uh, right. Or lava, right. right? Or you could slide one on top of the other and uh. get kind of double layer of chocolate. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Or I suppose if while they were sliding under, some of the ice cream could get caught in between them and push the other one up. Or or I guess what you're saying is when two are sliding under each other, they get deformed. Exactly. So with chocolate, it's just delicious, right? You just have two layers of chocolate. But with entire continents, continents are really heavy. So the the force of one of them pushing underneath the other uh, is tremendous. So it generates enormous amounts of heat and pressure at that place. Um, so that's a good place for volcanoes to pop up. Is is called a subduction zone, where continents are scooting under each other. Oh, so so the one plate is pushing under the other, or one is the other one's pushing over one, and the other's going under it, and the volcano is coming up. The volcano is lava from beneath those two plates, right? Underneath all the plates are, is, is lava. Well, no. So this one, yeah. So this is, this, this is a subduction zone we're talking about now. So everything's going down. Um, but, uh, but the amount of heat and pressure that's generated means lots of volcanoes pop up there as well. So like you've better heard of the ring of fire in the Pacific. Right. And you get lots of uh, volcanoes, you know, say along Japan. Um, uh, in Southeast Asia. So that's the continental plates sliding underneath each other. Right. And also an excellent Johnny Cash song. Plates sliding under each other. <laughs> no ring of fire. Oh, yes. my plates are sliding under. <laughs> uh, I do not know if uh, that, that was a geologically inspired song, but it should have been. I think it was. I think it was a secret shout out to geologists. <laughs> so, but what we've got in Iceland is actually the opposite. So instead of a subduction zone, um, we've got the place where new lava is coming up and pushing the two plates apart. So Europe, so New York and London are very gradually moving apart. Ah, 
because this mid-Atlantic ridge is is pushing the two plates apart. Oh, okay. So between North America and South America, between the New World and the Old World, North and South America on the left in our minds, and on the right in our minds, we see Europe and Africa. Between those two, right down the middle of the ocean, is like a place yep, where... that's right. There's fresh lava coming up underneath that, and uh, the force of that pushes the plates apart. Ah! Yes, <laughs> there's nothing quite like fresh lava. Mmm, fresh lava. And, and, then, and then on the opposite side of the world, the Pacific Ocean, so Asia and right. the west yep. coast of the Americas are coming closer together, and right down the middle of the Pacific is, a, is, a, is another canyon-like uh, trench. Well, it's for the for the Pacific, it's sort of along the edge, but yeah. Mm, mm. Um, but that's the right idea. It's right. Um, so a, a metaphor that people often talk about is it's like a conveyor belt. So it comes up in the on the Atlantic side and then goes down on the Pacific side, or maybe like an escalator. Yes, an yes. escalator of lava. Mm, an escalator of fresh lava. <laughs> it's, now it's like Willy Wonka. We keep coming back to the chocolate. It's very good. Um, <laughs> so eventually then the idea is that the West coast of the Americas will hit the East coast of Asia. The West coast of the U S will probably get pushed under the Pacific plate. So it'll get, so like the, the Rockies, for instance, are produced by this kind of collision of plates. Um, so we'll probably have gigantic mountains forming on the West and then they'll gradually get, pushed underneath the Pacific plate and recycled into more lava. So the Pacific Ocean has its own plate. The ocean itself is on its own plate. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's kind of uh, yeah territorial that way. Right. So both Asia is going under the, let's say, the left side, uh, the west side of the Pacific plate also. And on, and then the yeah. Americas are going down. Mm-hmm. So the Pacific Plate is like ruling all. Oh, I get it. Okay, so everything is. Yeah, it's just messing with everybody. Wow, mm-hmm. bizarre. So here's something that comes to mind. And this is kind of what I think you were thinking of your idea with Iceland. You mentioned South America, like a jigsaw puzzle. We can see on the map would fit right into Africa, uh-huh. which means that South America and Africa work together at some point. And then they came apart yeah. and that would have taken place over uh, quite a long period of time. Right. But your idea was. We can speed it up a little bit. Uh, right. Yes. So on, on Iceland, so Iceland sits right on top of this mid Atlantic Ridge where the uh, continental plates are pushing apart. Right. Um, so it, there's this valley in the middle called uh, Thingvellir. And it's it's where like the Icelandic parliament met for a thousand years and it appears in all the sagas. It's a very impressive place. Um, But the, so the, the valley there is, is literally getting bigger every year. Wow. Um, And it's right. So if you know, you and your friend stood on the opposite sides of Thingvellir and had a rope and were very patient you would notice that you had to feed out the rope a little bit over time. Wow. Um, How, and it, it comes it out to be about yeah, two centimeters. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's about two centimeters a year. Okay. Um, so, so that's about the rate that your fingernails grow at. Wow. And what the if we could see, ge- basically it's the idea is that what if we could see, if, if we speed up geological change to humans perception to some speed that humans can perceive it much more clearly. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Let's say two centimeters a minute. Whoa. <laughs> wow. So two centimeters a minute mm-hmm. in an hour, that would be 120 centimeters. So that's for like four feet, four feet an hour, four feet an hour, All right. four feet an hour. So you're standing next to somebody, you're right at the center point, and your friend is on the other side of that center point where the valley is spreading. And an hour later... You're a few feet apart. So you're, you're sitting having coffee with your friend on the other side of the continental plate. Right. And then uh, over the course of your conversation, you're a few feet apart. So you can no longer pour coffee for your friend by the end of the conversation. The tragedy. <laughs> now, meanwhile, on the other side of the world, mm-hmm. there could be that there would be two people who were four feet apart who are now getting dangerously close together. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, you know, chunks of California will be slipping underneath their neighboring continental plate. Uh, at a few feet an hour. Wow. Yeah. So, so you wake up in the morning and you, your house and your neighbor's house are, you know, a hundred feet apart. And then by the time you finish breakfast, they're 90 feet apart. And when you come home for lunch, they're 50 feet apart. And by dinner, your living rooms are together. <laughs> and then by the next morning, you're, you are one. <laughs> You've passed each other. Who knows? Yeah, now, that's right. Now, <laughs> you're just, well, you want to be on the right side of the plate for that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so sticking to our true what the if credo, the prime direct of what mm-hmm. the if, we are only allowed to change one thing. What we've done here is we've changed time. We've changed right. the time scale. That we, we sped up the process. Basically, That's it. We sped up the yep. process of moving the plate tectonics on the earth. And... Um, Therefore, we are not allowed, as much as I am tempted, we are not allowed to remove, I think, the vibrations and, you know, basically the earthquakes, right? So, so now on Earth, when right. something moves, if, if, when, when those, so one plate is going under the other. Actually, let me, let's go back to your Iceland idea, because mm-hmm. that valley is so, it's a, such a great simple image. That's spreading apart. When that moves apart, is there an earthquake yeah. every time it? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, yeah, so it's it's mostly smooth enough that you just have sort of constant low-level earthquakes that you don't even notice. But every now and then, uh, you'll get kind of a jump. Um, and then, yeah, so you get, so if you live in Iceland, you just get used to earthquakes, you know, every couple of weeks. No biggie. Oh, Okay. And, and, but these are earthquakes that are more, it's like, you just feel a bump, I'm guessing. Yeah. Just a little bit. Usually like the small, small, small earthquake, maybe your table shakes a little bit. Mm -hmm. Just to make it clear, when we said 
you said, for instance, the valley is spreading. Uh, the valley is getting wider two centimeters a year. And now we're saying two centimeters per hour, four feet per hour. Yeah. It's not like a smooth movement, right? So, No, it won't be. Yeah, because these are... This is like scraping. Yep, because they're they're bumpy and things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like. Um, let's see here. Uh, you know, when your shopping cart, the wheel gets stuck, not facing straight. Yes. Right. So it, it rumbles and shakes as you go along the uh, the parking lot. Uh, so it's like that, except the size of Asia. <laughs> Yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna rumble and bounce, and every now and then it gets stuck, and you push a little harder, and then it jumps. Right. Um, yeah, so it's not going to be very smooth. Or, or, or I guess even more simply, it's like if you took two rocks, put them in your hands, if you push them together real hard, and then try to, you know, move them in opposite directions, it's it's gonna go poorly. Yeah, a lot of friction. So in this valley. The, it's getting pulled apart and what's coming up is it lava it is this is the fresh lava right uh-huh. so the lava that comes up uh at the actual rate of fingernails growing uh that's so slow that the lava is easily cools mm. and doesn't you know you can't see a big uh glowing crack in the mm. earth right mm. Mm. um but if it was going if it was going at our uh, two centimeters a minute, you would, that is right. the, the bottom of thing Valir would be a big gaping, glowing, uh, rift of lava into which you could, you know, throw your garbage. Wow. Which you kind of see that in Hawaii, right? Yep. There's places where the, the lava is where it's just open. Yeah. 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 And I sh- should say, I should say this happens on Iceland regularly too. It's just at the moment there aren't any, um, open rifts. Oh, okay. Now, jumping to a larger scale, let's say we were looking down from a satellite mm-hmm. and yeah. push South America and Africa together. So now they look completely like one. There's no, you don't know how it's going to crack yeah. down the middle. How did that giant, that thick crack happen that would have been a million little, little, little? Yeah, since we're speeding it up, we can actually watch this. Um, So I should say when the continents were packed together, that's, you know, we call that Pangea, right? There was a time in the past when most of the continents were packed together in one big landmass. And we can, we have a pretty good guess of what that uh, looks like as well. So we're standing on um, what will eventually become the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, which at the time is just a nondescript part of the savannah or something. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, stegosauruses walking by. Um, and then, so if we're standing in the middle, we might not notice anything right away. Um, you know, we'll earthquakes and such. But I think what might be interesting is if we're standing on the coast where this is happening, because uh-huh. what you might see there is uh, the coast starts creeping in a little bit, like an inlet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then that inlet might turn into a river. Okay? Uh, and eventually that river is going to make its way all the way across Pangea. Okay? Um, and that river will start getting wider and wider as it essentially, as the gap between the continents gets bigger and then it fills up with water from the ocean. 
Right. So that's probably how it happened. Yeah, that's right. But it would it would have been so slow that you wouldn't have you'd have to be really paying attention to notice that river is getting bigger. Right. So even in the middle like might it I'm guessing it also would have started spreading on the interior too. So maybe little valleys would have opened up and eventually they all connect or do you think it was literally just a river pushed its way through? No, no, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it would be. It would probably be a whole series of little, little valleys uh, that meet up over time. Right. So it's like if you had some pizza dough to stay in the delicious science mode. Yes. <laughs> right. Before you made the pizza, right? It's just you rolled it out, you've spun it in the air, and you put it back down on the uh, table, and just this thin white, soft material. And if you were then to pull it apart it would start to tear or swiss cheese event you know anything as you pull it apart yeah, that's right. oh actually yeah i was gonna say actually that's right the the finished pizza might be better actually so you know with a fresh pizza um it's you know all cheese on top and it looks good and it's been they've cut it but the cheese is still kind of connected right. and then you try to pull out your piece and it doesn't usually separate cleanly right but the cheese will rupture in several places along, and wow. then it'll continue to stretch. So yeah. that's actually, so because rock is actually stretchable oh. on geological scales. We're not used to thinking of it that way. Um, but actually, yeah, so yeah, the, that's right. Pangea is like a cheese pizza mm. that you're trying to pull a piece out of. Pan pizza, it should have been called. P- pizza Gia. <laughs> <laughs> deep dish, <laughs> very deep dish. Yeah, and if, um, that's right. Dish geology. Uh, If we, uh, that's right. So if we speed up the the time of Africa and South America separating, um, we get some cool things happening. Like the water rushing in from the ocean would be like a giant tidal wave, right? So it would be rather interesting to watch the uh, uh, the water rush in from the two sides of the continent smashed together. Right. And other places, it would be like the parting of the Red Sea or something uh, in the Ten Commandments. Although it would be the land that's parting. No, you. OK, so yeah. you, you could be standing somewhere. That's right. So it's, yeah, it's kind of Red Sea. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's the red land splitting. So if you're on the interior or somewhere between what would eventually become South Africa, uh, South America and Africa and. All of a sudden, you know, the earth starts to rumble. And at this speed, it would almost be like continuous, horrific earthquake, just constant. And the ground opens up, as it does in earthquakes, I suppose. And this long gash would start to, or long canyon, basically, would just start opening up in front of you. And if you were the two two friends having coffee and the the split happened between you, you would not only be moving apart from each other, but the ground would be getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper as it went farther and farther away. Uh, yeah, until the lava fountains start pumping up, I think. Um, yeah, so lava is going to spew up from the bottom there Whoa. Um, and uh, start making what will eventually become the ocean floor. Oh, it becomes the ocean floor. So before, for instance, if there's water pouring in from the north coast and the south coast, let's say, in the middle, now I guess there is a water table perhaps. So eventually that you'd see water start to flood in, I suppose. But at some point pretty quickly that lava is going to shoot up 
the water, steaming, evaporating it, and all kinds of gas is going to. It's not just lava, right? It's like that's well, yeah, lava and rock and all sorts of good stuff. Yeah. Um. So, well, yes, yeah, so that's right. So whether or not the water wins and you get an ocean, or the lava wins and you get something like Iceland, that is, you know, a chunk of rock. Um, so that must depend on, you know, the thickness of the crust in that place and right. uh, probably all sorts of crazy variables. That, that, that's probably a good PhD thesis in geophysics is yeah. deciding that. Yeah. So they say in this scenario, this is how the world is. This is how the, the world evolved mm-hmm. with this kind of situation. Yeah. So. So California would be really bad real estate. Um, because, you know, over the course of years or centuries, it's all getting subducted. So the, the most valuable real estate in the world will be, uh, on the rising part of continental plates because that's going to get, uh, melted last. Right. So for the, I realize, so for this scenario, I'm going to make a a refinement, fine-tuning it here, mm-hmm. that it's, you know, my, my, first I was thinking, oh, okay, well, what if the world, uh, what if the earth was created this way? But then that that would be a really, uh, who knows what we would be at now. Yeah. Let's imagine that the earth, the world is as it is today, mm-hmm. and that later today, this afternoon, everything's going to speed up. Yeah, somebody flips the switch. Yeah. Somebody flips the switch, geological time on ultra high speed. Yeah. Would most of the action be at the borders of the plates? So that maybe in between, like in Kansas or something, although I know there's some, I think there's a a fault there, but yeah. So what would be happening? Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of little faults. That's right. right. So like, yeah. So like here in New York, we're comfortably in the middle of our continental plate. Ah. So uh, speeding things up, we probably wouldn't, notice i mean we'd probably get some earthquakes or or whatnot um it'll take slightly longer to fly to england (laughs) because it's actually moving away from us actually within the time of your flight it would grow Uh, that's right exactly (laughs) that's right yeah so they have to keep updating your arrival time as they fly well i guess not so but i mean within an eight hour flight it would be uh what is that 32 32 feet. That's really, yeah, that's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, a stone's throw as it were, but like, for instance, in Thingvellir in Iceland, uh, there's a road across, uh, the bottom of the valley. So you can drive across it. Okay. Um, and at two millimeters a year, the road is fine, right? You just, it's, you know, you just, um, you know, every couple of years go out and fix it a little bit and it's not a big deal. But if it was going at, uh, four feet an hour, um, yeah. you'd have to constantly be there, right? Pouring down more asphalt to keep that road going. Oh, that's, that's like a perfect image. Yeah. There'd have to be like a permanent, they would, they would, so, okay. So what would happen is I, I love to get to the point where the world is adapted to this. Like, this is how things are. Yes. And we just accept. It. Yeah. So it's not the first day. The first day it would be crazy, chaotic. It's all over the news. Cut forward. Uh, I don't know, maybe 50 years. Yeah. And uh, it's like, this is how everyone realizes this is how it is. And so they probably have built some sort of permanent, could even be automated, maybe, you know, it's just like 
asphalt just keeps pouring down at the same rate that it's expanding. So it's like the road stays together. Yeah, it'll be the greatest public works project of all time. Right? <laughs> oh, I'm working. I, I built the Thingvalier uh, <laughs> road thing. <laughs> Filling machine. That would be an Elon Musk project, perhaps. Okay, speaking of which, tunnels. Ah, yeah. Mountains. Okay, so mountains appear at places where the two plates are coming together. Usually, yeah. Does this mean that the Rocky Mountains would be rising four feet an hour? That's Yes, that's right. Well, it wouldn't be exactly the same number, uh, but they would certainly be getting bigger on a regular basis. As you're on it. Yeah, that's right. So you could, (laughs) if you're in Denver, right, uh, you're getting higher and higher. Well, yes. (laughs) In all sorts of ways, yeah. As they do. Yeah. Um, climbing Mount Everest, uh, yeah. by the time you get from the bottom to the top, your hike is going to be a little bit longer than it would have been. Had the, mount- the mountain grew while you were on it, which, by the way, would not be particularly safe. Yep. <laughs> That's right. So um, whoever most recently climbed Mount Everest... Um, would have the record. That's right. So you could constantly be claiming the new record. That's right. You could just sit there. And you're like, oh, you climbed it in you climbed it in 1997. Oh, so yeah. small then. Yeah. Now, if so, what's interesting is I think we're saying again, we're only allowed to change one thing. So the plate tectonics are sped up, but erosion is not. So just just to clarify that. So in other words, uh, okay, right. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's right. at the, it's at the earth. Yeah. So the Rockies will be getting very rocky. Yeah, yeah. And um, I would think that a mountain doesn't grow without really bumping around. So I wonder if even it would shake the snow off it, or there'd be a lot of avalanches. Maybe the snow wouldn't even stay there. Mm, uh, yeah, that's right. A lot of avalanches. That's right. Yeah. Jumping, hitting the fast forward button. The what the if high speed machine mm-hmm. takes us really forward in this. People really are familiar with this. Is just totally the natural way of things are. Yeah. So California is gone, and you know it's just th- that the whole of North America and South America are the whole West Coast is just constantly being er, subsumed by the ocean. Right. And eventually I'm guessing people would decide to either build way, you know, maybe the major population centers would move really far away from the danger zones. Yeah, I would think so. You'd want to build them as far eastward as possible for North America. Oh, okay. Oh, right, so the East Coast is okay. Uh, it'll be okay longer than the West Coast. Then, yeah. Right, right, right. But if you only cared about, I mean, the, the 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 smaller the amount of time you were okay with having your house <laughs> or your city, you could live closer to them. The further west you could live. <laughs> yes, <that's right. laughs> and, you know, maybe, you know, mobile homes would become really popular. Right? So if you oh. could just drive your house eastward on a regular basis that might be a good idea yeah or the entire city could be like that yep i like that 
you know, mm-hmm. the whole thing is on wheels, massive city on wheels. And in Japan, what's happening? They are also going under. Uh, they will also go under. Yeah, there will not be Japan much longer. <laughs> and so then again, the safest place there would be in the middle of China or Mongolia or something. Uh, yeah, Kazakhstan, probably. Kazakhstan rises again or for the first time. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Kazakhstan becomes the uh, real estate center of the world. Right. Now, what I'm most intrigued by is the adaptation they would have to have to the vibrations. Because yeah. this is a huge thing we haven't really <laughs> addressed. That the earth is constantly mm-hmm. shaking and lava is shooting up all over the place, which is going to affect the atmosphere. Sure. And as we know, not just lava, but all kinds of poisonous gases, like when you know Mount St. Helens blew up, there was also, you get all kinds of nasty things yep. going into That's the right. That's right. Yeah. Volcanic corruptions, you get all kinds of uh, horrible gases. Yeah. So this would create a darkening, um, like, don't they believe that there's, uh, what's it called in India, the dark flat, something like that? Like, they believe that long time ago... There was an enormous super volcano that exploded uh, yeah. in India, I believe. And it mm-hmm. darkened the world for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's um that's right. Yeah. So even in, in historical periods, really big volcanoes um like uh Krakatoa or um uh, Hekla in Iceland, mm. um, a really big eruption throws all this dust up into the stratosphere and can block the sun for a while. So Krakatoa, just down in Southeast Asia, in the beginning of the 19th century, uh, caused lo- long winters in North America and Europe. They called it the year without a summer. Right. Now, if all the volcanoes are going off... That's right. So if we had that constantly, uh, the Earth would be a much colder place. Yeah, that will that would solve our greenhouse problem. If you don't mind the shaking. <laughs> <laughs> now, also, considering adaptations, you know, there, there are buildings which... We, we now can build buildings which are relatively earthquake-proof. Mm-hmm. Or at least... You know, earthquake-resistant. Resistant, yeah. Yeah, they have um, balancing weights inside them or springs or both or you know all kinds of systems that keep the the building stable as the ground underneath it vibrates everything would be built like that yeah (laughs) and it'd be extremely cold polluted place (laughs) with everything built on suspension but it would be exciting yeah and you know i even though we can we can build earthquake resistant buildings i suspect skyscrapers would be less popular yeah (laughs) That's right. Everybody might be like seasick from the shaking. I mean, it's just like <laughs> yes. constantly rattled around. It'd be like living on like a little buoy. Yeah, actually, yeah, living on a boat is probably an analogy. Yeah. Now, eventually, does does all of the Americas go under? Yeah, eventually on the scale of you know hundreds of millions of years. Right. Um, and then probably a new continent uh, we'll get vomited up by the Mid-Atlantic Ridge oh. and we'd have something quite different. Uh. Yeah. So you can, in the same way that we can backtrack and figure out what Pangea probably looked like, we can push forward in time right. and imagine what the world is going to look like a significant period of time. And there's actually, there's a cool, um, uh, cool artifact of this. So there's a satellite 
up there whose job is to measure continental drift. So that's how we know we get like the two millimeters per year, right. uh, two centimeters per year. And uh, of course, Carl Sagan said, well, you know what? <laughs> we, should, we should put something on this satellite to make it clear what it's for. So like if a future civilizations find it, they understand. Right. So on this satellite, uh, there's three images. There's the image of the continents as they are now and then there's the image of Pangaea and then there's the image of what continents will look like millions and millions of years in the future the idea being that aliens show up or future humans go up and they will look at the satellite and the first two images they won't recognize but maybe the third one they'll say oh that's our continents and then say, oh, this this old civilization of humans were studying this particular phenomenon. They knew about it. That is so cool. Wow. I, I, don't, I didn't Isn't know about that, cool? that at all. Yeah. What a great idea. Or they're going to think, wow, these people could, they could change the shape of their planet. Or I mean, the, 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 the number of misinterpretations is <laughs> usually. Um, or more likely, our guess is going to be completely wrong. And they're going to be like, what? Oh, that's entirely. That's right. And they they will mock us heartily yeah. from their space museum. How quaint! <laughs> but I think we would get bonus points for having survived the shaking. Yeah, I should hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this was a fun one. This was a shake, rattle, and roll episode. Yeah, I like this. I, I, I. This is a world that this is one of those worlds where you kind of would, but wouldn't want to live on. I'd like to visit. You wouldn't want to stay there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. A good. It would be a good vacation spot. Yeah. 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 Come to uh, Earthquake Earth. Love it. Earthquake Earth. <laughs> or you'll get subducted. Subduct. <laughs> oh, there'd definitely be a bar called the Subduction Zone, or a whole park, <laughs> like Jurassic Park, to be welcome to Subduction Zone. <laughs> Good times, good times. To our listeners, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, I hope it didn't make you seasick. And actually, I, I feel a little like, you know, I don't get seasick, but I'm just a man. I, I can't shake the shaking image. And uh, <laughs> um, it, it, yeah, so go home and be grateful for your stable continental plates. Yeah, yeah. Unless you live on the West Coast or in Japan or <laughs> places where. Be grateful that it only shakes as much as it shakes. You know. Yeah, that's right. Be grateful for your two centimeters a year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thank thank you for this journey. This was an amazing idea. I love this. Cool. We went from a little valley to shaking the whole world. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. We are What The If Show on Twitter. We would love for you to say hello. Look, you're listening right now. We don't know who you are. You don't have to tell us your name <laughs> if you're afraid. Go to what go to whattheif.com, whattheif.com and click on contact. And just tell us what you thought when you heard this episode. Or tell us where you are. Just say something. Say hello. We love we're still trying to get to know our audience. Yeah. Um, so we want to know who you are. And, and, and whether you're enjoying it. And we are greatly open to other ideas. And we'll say it again. If anyone wants to volunteer, you can be ifed. Yes. <laughs> Present a scenario. Or just say, I want to be ifed. We'll put you in the next scenario. 
you'll have one. All right. We'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. All right, sir. A cheers. Uh, shout out to all our friends in uh, Iceland. Yes. Although hopefully you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do they say goodbye in Icelandic? Do you know? Uh, uh, bless. Bless. Wow, that's an easy one. All right. Well, bless you. Certain, certain sweet. Yeah. All right. Bless so you. <laughs> who knows where we'll go next week? Who knows what, how we will shake up the world? Um, but tune in. Please come back when you will hear us say once again, what the... If, 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 if. <laughs> Bye now.